Our next guest is working on robots that they don't help us in the same way that our Alexa or our Echo speakers do. They don't live on our counter. They actually look like human robots with faces that can convey emotion. So how could something like this be used? We're going to get into it right now with her. She's the Canada Research Chair for Robots in Society at the University of Toronto. Goldie Nijat is joining the show. Goldie, good evening. Thanks so much for making the time. Hi, Chelsea. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to hear about these these breakthroughs that you're making when it comes to robots and the ways that you think that they could be used in our society. But Goldie, before we get into your technology, let's just talk about some of the benefits that seniors have seen with tech like Alexa and Google Play, because that's sort of the area that you're focusing on. So how are these these pieces of technology beneficial for that demographic specifically? Well, mainly they focus on keeping you socially connected with your networks, your family, your friends, um, keeping you not socially isolated, which is really important, and and improving your overall mood. You can talk to Alexa, ask about the weather, you know, play music. So it's a great uh, tool or device to keep you engaged. And there's been experiments. There's a pilot project in a a senior's village in Ottawa where uh, this group of seniors have Amazon's Alexa in in their rooms. And and the results have been pretty positive. Now, you're taking things a little bit farther. Tell us about your technology and these robots, as as I describe them, with, with faces that are meant to convey emotion. What exactly is it that you've created? Yeah, so our robots are embodied. They actually have human-like capabilities. They have arms and faces, like you were saying, that can display different types of emotions. And they can also talk. Um, And they can use vocal intonation. So when they're happy, their voice is excited as well. And we've been designing these uh, robots to to assist older adults um, with activities of daily living, anything with from personal hygiene to meal preparation, even meal eating, dressing, and even exercise, dance therapy, group group recreation activities like bingo and trivia, the robots have been assisting with. So it's a great way to use these tools to um, provo- you know, provide social and cognitive stimulation. You know, maybe it's maybe it's not necessarily fair, and I'm hoping that you can address this. But in, in what I would assume, I would think that older demographics maybe would be a little bit more resistant to embracing technology or advancements within technology, especially something like this. What have you found the reaction to be? Is it resistance or is it is it a larger embrace? It's exactly the opposite. So they've been really engaged in the activities. They've been excited to interact with the robots. We've seen like their intent to use the robots in the future or the next day has gone up. And they're really excited about the technology. And I think the key thing here is that our robots are human-like. So they interact with them similar to how they would with humans. So there's no learning curve of how to use the technology. They can just speak what they want and, you know, um, engage in the same way that we do with each other. So how are yours being implemented right now? How many how many of these robots are there? Where are they being used exactly? 
So we focused, you know, our studies, we're doing kind of what we call human-robot interaction studies with uh, older adults, uh, residents in long-term care, retirement homes, as well as people still living in their own uh, private homes. And we've really deployed them, you know, focusing on different tasks that the robots can help to improve their quality of life and overall health. So we've had group activities at long-term care um, centers, you know, one-on-one one-on-one interactions as well. Um, so, and they've been ma- mainly deployed within the greater Toronto area. So tell me a little bit about the, the technology then. I mean, how do these, how, how do these work? Are you, are you fully there in terms of development? Do they still have, uh, you know, some, some more research, maybe some more years to go until this is something that more Canadians might have access to? Where do you stand with the development? Yeah, so I think that's that's a great question. Um, we've been, you know, we're rolling out the robots, focusing on the needs of, you know, the seniors as well as their caregivers. What tasks should we design the robots for? How do we personalize the interactions to each individual? Because, you know, we all have our own preferences um, when we, mm-hmm. even when we're doing our own activities, not necessarily just interacting with the robots. So our robots are getting smarter um, because of their AI through the same interaction with, you know, the same individual day in and day out. So I think that's an important uh, aspect of this technology. So we can really provide person-centered care through robotics. And in that case, you know, we, can, we have designed robots to do different tasks. Um, but in the future, what we'd like to do is roll out these robots, you know, for the duration of the day, helping multiple people with multiple tasks, you know, whether it's meal eating or dressing or exercise during a course of a whole day. And you can have a group of robots deployed. Um, so we're still kind of developing. We're still in the development mode in terms of the intelligence and doing case studies to see how, you know, our robots can best support caregivers as well as residents. And so what would the limitations be? Because I think some people then, you know, kind of go down that line of thinking of, well, this might completely replace human beings and the need for them. But you're talking about supplemental care, helping helping human caregivers with the with the the assistance of robots. Or are you or is, is do you see this replacing people? No, we see the robots becoming a part of the care cycle. And so they can help care staff with repetitive activities, that which allows, which frees them up to do, you know, the care staff to focus on higher level interactions and tasks themselves. Because we, we, we have to consider, you know, um, the overburden of so many activities and tasks that the care staff have to do and turnover rates. And we want to support them as well as the residents. Is there competition in this area? Are, are you sort of the, the main organization that's really driving the needle forward? Or is there, is there a lot of stiff competition here in Canada when it comes to developing robots like this? So about 20 years ago when I started, you know, there wasn't a lot of us in the world uh, doing this uh, this type of development, robotics development, and focusing on, on, on our older adults and older population. But now, you know, it's great to see that there's there's more research in this area and more more researchers actually devoting their time and expertise to this area. So it's growing. Um, and I'm hoping to see, you know, more of these devices come out because of, of this excitement and the potential usage of this technology. I'm wondering when when we talk about the connections that seniors feel to these devices, is there a risk factor there? What are some of the downsides to connection with something that isn't really a human and can't actually feel that emotion on on their end? 
Yeah, Chope, as you were saying, we've been working on this area for almost 20 years. So we've been really at the cutting edge and we've we've had the opportunity to see people interact with our robots and see, you know, how they feel about using it and, and what are the benefits from the technology. So if you think about it, in, in our case, our robots are robotic looking still. Um, they're 3D printed. Um, and so they still look like a robot. They're not there to look like a human or replace humans in any way. And I think that's important because it gives, it shows the intent that they're interacting. The users are actually interacting with a robot. And I think going forward, you know, these are the discussions we need to have, you know, how should we design this technology and how do we want users to use the technology and what are the relationships that we're trying to generate? And of course, from that, what are the benefits. Um, If you think about it, in general, we do talk to our other devices that are not robotic looking at all. Um, In the past, you know, we would talk to our cars that didn't have Alexas or voice, uh, you know, activation systems and so on, our alarm clocks and so on. So we've already been creating um, kind of these relationships with technology if they make any sounds or Mm. vibrate or respond to us. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic to see how it unfolds. Do you find that there is a a bit of a stigma or a bit of a push to try to get people to wrap their heads around this? Because I think that there would be a lot of Canadians and probably a lot of people listening right now that that feel a bit nervous about technology like this. Obviously, you can see the incredible positive impact, but I think people would worry that that connection to a robot would create disconnection to humans. Do you feel that you have to overcome a a little bit of, of stigma, a little bit of a hurdle there when it comes to that mentality? I think the way I always put it is, you know, especially when we're we're thinking of our older population, where in the cases that, you know, our older adults don't have anyone to help them with their daily tasks or to care for them, you know, what it, what are our alternatives, right? Um, and we work we look towards technology to help um, support them as they age and, you know, improve their quality of life and their overall health. So using technology definitely has those benefits. And I think it's important to see, you know, if we don't have anything in place, can we look towards other sources, which in this case would be robotics, for example, to, to support that. So I think it's an important, you know, um, analogy to look to. Sure. And and certainly, I think over the course of the pandemic, I, I think many Canadians really realized the really critical situation that exists within long-term care homes in terms of that isolation, in terms of that disconnection. Are there other areas that you see in society where you'd like for this technology to be implemented, or do you specifically want to remain focused on seniors? Oh, no, yeah. So our my lab at the University of Toronto focuses on robots for society, as you were saying. So we do design robots to help people in general. So we have search and rescue robots that, you know, can go into disaster environments to look for victims and help first responders um, to, to find victims and safely remove them from those scenes. We have robots for automation in our factories and manufacturing. I, we have grocery robots that help you with your shopping needs. So we're seeing robots come in, you know, different aspects of our society. And with this general theme of helping us, you know, to have a better quality of life. It's incredible what you've been able to to create and uh, and what it is that you're working on. I think the advancements here are so interesting to take a look at. And uh, and I, I just love these sort of futuristic conversations that really aren't so futuristic anymore. I mean, it's it's here. This is a reality. How how soon do you think that this might be technology that more Canadians would be familiar with? 
Well, we're hoping in about two to five years we're going to see more rollout of these technologies, um, a longer wow. deployment, of course, and inter, inter, integration into our, our long-term care homes, our, you know, our private homes across the country. And it's a, kind of an exciting time, right? And maybe next time you and I talk, we'll have a robot talking with you as well. Um, oh, wow. I don't – yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Uh, this is this is something that I think we just we have to embrace. The future is here. Goldie, congratulations on really being at the forefront of it and and for working on this for 20 years. This isn't something that's new to you, but maybe new to some Canadians. Really appreciate your time this evening. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Have a good evening.